Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, it's uh, well, it's sadly the last week of fantasy football before the playoffs. I only say sadly because some of you out there are winning your divisions, you're winning your conferences or whatever else they split your 18 leagues into. And some of us, being me, living on the streaming, the waiver wire, the gravy, if you will, and the gravy's dried up, my friend. It's dried up, it's sitting in the pan, it's been, it has been whisked in years. And it needs more stock. And I'll be honest with you, Trevor, if I said this, I know this, this podcast can some, sometimes be therapy for me. I've lost five in a row in, in fantasy football. I'm six and seven right now. I'm sitting on the cusp of not making the playoffs. Can you believe oh, that? Man. Oh, man. There's a lot of people out there <laughs> in the same boat. I tell you. I'm, I'm yeah. not one of them. <laughs> well, some people live with privilege their whole life, Trevor, and just you know, don't have to live on the cusp of, <laughs> of poverty of fantasy football poverty and have to live on the waiver wire and hope that, I don't know, somebody accidentally drops Tom Brady because they need a defense one week. Although he hasn't been a great fantasy football player, you pick him up and he has 25 points or something. You know, We hope that happens. We hope. And some people like you happen to be lucky enough to not draft Jonathan Taylor number one overall and ruin your whole season. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know what to say at this point. I'm just, I'm envious, I'm, I'm angry, and I figured I'd vent some of this frustration. But I think, more importantly, we need to be proactive with our listeners. Trevor, let me ask you this. If you had to give one piece of advice to people out there going into fantasy football playoffs, uh, or the last week and, and try to hedge their bets and win a game, do you sit your entire team to give them rest, or what do you do? Well, yeah, I, I'll I'll definitely be uh, benching some starters this week to uh, to rest them for the for the fantasy playoffs, um, just because uh, just because I can, um, you know. But seriously, going into the playoffs, if you're going if you if you make the playoffs this week, congratulations, the ride continues. You really should know by now who you can count on. You know what I mean? And you just have to have faith in those guys, the guys that are matchup proof, uh, the guys that are never, you know, projected to do that well, but every other week they go off anyways. You just got to keep, you know, keep true to those guys. Stick with what's working. Stick with what's working. So I like the piece of advice. You're kind of just like, don't blow it up, basically. Yeah, I mean, you you yeah. you you might have been pulling moves left and right and center every week to get where you are. Now it's time to slow down, put together the reliable players, because the first time you lose, it's 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 just like the real thing. It's you know single elimination, uh, starting next week. Single elimination, buddy. Actually, some some leagues do the the. The double week elimination, if you know what I mean, like I do. Play. I know what you mean. I know what you mean yeah. because one of my leagues does that, and I hate it. Uh, yeah, it's it's cockamamie. Yeah, what's term. up with that? Two weeks, two weeks to decide a winner. Come on, come on, right? No respect, no respect. I I I don't like it, but uh, I can understand if it's a small league or if there's just a lot of bragging rights on the line or if there's just so much. Crap talking that I, basically I, has to extend out into two weeks. I guess I, I get think that, it. But. I think it mostly comes down to tinier leagues. Um, yeah. And the one I'm thinking of did get bigger this year, so I'm not sure if we're doing the two week games again. Uh, either way, it's all about fun, having fun. I'll be a good sport. 
I'm not going to raise a stink except on, of course, the, the podcast that I do. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's an exciting time for, for everybody that's going to make the playoffs. And if you don't make the playoffs, then, you know, better luck next year, buddy. That's it, buddy, guy, friend, <clears throat> doofus. What do you want to call him? <laughs> um, it's yeah, man. It's uh, it's coming down Jabroni. to the wire. Um, Jabroni, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some other great insults out there. You know, Nimrod is a classic one on this podcast that most people probably won't know. <laughs> that's but right. That's an oldie, but a good goodie. It's <laughs> a good one, right? Right. We're trying to come up with catchphrases. Somehow, Nimrod stuck for better or for worse. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's coming down to the wire, my friend. I think. You know, people out there listening to this, they've been listening to this all season. Um, they love the monologues that I talk about at the end. They uh, enjoy Cleo Koppel's lo- lovely, <laughs> just voluptuous voice that gives you all the advice in the world. Do you know what else they enjoy, Trevor? What is that, Rob? Well, my friend, uh, I'm glad you asked. It's, it's a little something that I mentioned in the beginning. It's a little... Well, my, well, sir, it's a little something that could be drying up for some of our folks, but uh, it has been very kind to me lately, at least, and I, I hope that's not the same for everybody else. I think everybody this time of the year likes when their turkey has this, if their ham has this. Hell, you can even put it on your mashed potatoes stuffing. You can drink it right out of the glass uh, or whatever oh, it's God. in, the little pouring thing that it comes in if you want, <laughs> if you're that kind of person. Well, I wouldn't be uh, this guy if I didn't say that gravy's in the house. Not young gravy. Um, me. <laughs> the the proprietor of gravy. I'm your, your football gravy god. That's old, that's your boy over here. Old gravy. Whisking it up all the time. <laughs> old gravy. Yeah, older gravy. That's for sure. I feel <laughs> old. That's, that's like that. How about the, uh, the guy? The guy that actually whips it up. I don't have to rap about it. I just know it's in the pan. It's there. I'm going to add a little stock to it, a little cornstarch. I'm going to whip it up. Starting off. This week, look, if you're going into your last week of fantasy football, if you're wondering who you're going to start in the playoffs, we'll get to that next week. The gravy section will be sort of, um, well, it's not going to be as waiver wire focused because it'll be more about what actual matchups you really should focus on. And today, we're going to talk about some guys I think you should take a look at. Trevor, we're going to start out with Tyler Huntley, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, owned in 4% of leagues. I heard that Lamar Jackson is not going to play this week. They're playing at at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 24th in FPA. Um, I mean, it's a guy that's, he's not Lamar Jackson light. I'm not really sure what you want to call him. I'm not, I don't know what category he would really fit into. I mean, he's a backup quarterback. He can run the Baltimore Ravens offense. Last year, he got, I'm trying to remember, he, I think, averaged 15 to 20 points last year in his starts. He played pretty well. Unfortunately, for Baltimore, they didn't make the playoffs. They ended up going 8-9. That has nothing to do with your fantasy football team, but I think if you need a spot start, there's six teams on a bye this week. I, You know, <clears throat> I don't know if the NFL does this on purpose. Maybe we should open up with this, but it's very odd to me that we're going into week 14. This is the week before fantasy football playoffs, and we got six teams on a bye. What's up with that? Yeah. Right? What's up with that? Uh, it's, What's uh, up with that? It's a puzzle. Um yeah, it it, I I I was shocked. I, I I it feels like we should be done with bye weeks at this point in the season. The fact that there are still teams going on bye week this week, and that there are six of them, uh, it's just 
it doesn't make sense to me. They should have spread this out earlier in the season. Um, we need every team playing in week 14. We do. You know, this can only mean one thing, Trevor. It's that the NFL does not like gravy, as far as I know. They are they are anti-gravy. They don't like it. They don't like it on any, any sort of condiment, or they don't like it just served separately. Um, and they don't like people to talk about it. Fair, clearly, yeah, this is... This is a uh, conspiracy against the graviest out there. Going back to what we keep it hot on the stove here, we got to turn up the heat a little bit. So we talked about Tyler Huntley. Here comes a, here comes one you should really think about. Mac Jones. Look, I'm a Patriots homer, apologetically and unapologetically, going against Arizona this week, Monday Night Football, 31st in FPA is Arizona. He's rostered in 21% of leagues. He's looked better the last two or three weeks. He's thrown the ball a lot better. Not necessarily last week in Buffalo. I don't really blame him. But if you're going against Arizona, everybody and their mother has looked good against Arizona this year. Huh. It's a team, if you've watched Hard Knocks in the season, they've pretty much given up on Cliff Kingsbury. I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired. I don't know. You know, I just think Patriots on the road, they're going to turn around a little bit. I, I think this is good momentum to play two really bad defenses and possibly take a couple of W's. I'm not going to cut into Trevor's time, but I'm just saying that's something to look at. Running backs, James Cook owned in 41% of leagues. Baltimore is sort uh, Baltimore. Buffalo has played this sort of like helter-skelter running back room. <clears throat> One guy gets hot. The next guy gets hot. James Cook this week. End of this, look, end of the season. We talked about beginning of the season and even before then, why you need a bunch of fat guys that you can just rotate in and out on defensive, offensive line. I think the same thing with running backs. And at the right time, this happens every single year, some running back gets hot, ends up being a big big uh, component to a playoff team. Joe Mixon was it last year. Um, James Cook this year for the Buffalo Bills. He's owned 41% of leagues going against the New York Jets, 13th in FPA, although they slipped the last couple of weeks in that category. They've had a couple of bad showings on defense. Against some good running backs. Um, well, I, I don't know where he is on this week, but I want to point out Zonovan Knight, the New York Jets. Uh, 18 points last week off the waiver wire. Great pickup. Still owned in 50% of leagues. I don't see him on my little list I made here, but um, he is definitely still on my radar, and he's going against Buffalo this week. They're kind of a stingy running back on the FPA end, but I like him too because he'll he'll play that third down. He's a good receiving running back and uh, kind of quick between the tackles. He looked good last week. Going on to wide receivers, we have, um, boy, it's it's kind of a stint. It's, it's not a great group this, this week, I'll be honest with you. Um, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with DJ Chark, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions who are just loaded at the receiver position all of a sudden with Jameson Williams who's still hopeful to be back um, or maybe play Sometime soon, he just got activated last week. 58% of leagues he's rostered in. Going against Minnesota, 20% of leagues he's rostered in. DJ Chark, if you need a flex, if you need a receiver, he's a wide receiver two or three for me, or a flex. Owned in 20% of leagues, FPA for Minnesota is 30th. 30th. So, well, and win or lose, worth, worth the, Vikings, the Vikings give up a lot of air yards uh, until they get down in the red zone. Um, and I think DJ Chark had a pretty good, Pretty good showing against the against the Vikings. Uh, might have been week four or five this year uh, in Minneapolis. So I uh, I like that I like that pick a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the position that nobody wants to talk about, tight end. Who? I already mentioned his name. Yeah, I already mentioned his name once this year. Greg Dolchik, a fifty eight percent of leagues he's rostered in, going against Kansas City this week, fifteenth in FPA. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a tough position. He had what five catches for eighty five yards, seventeen points last week. Hopefully, yeah. he continues that. Um, he 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 looks good for a rookie. I mean, you can't you can't say that. You can't no, not it, say that. I if say. you're in one of these leagues that doesn't have him rostered, I I really can't believe that Dulcich isn't rostered in way more leagues than he is. Um, he's, I mean, the Broncos. We're not going to talk about the Broncos right now, but Dulcich is uh, nearly matchup proof at this point. They're using him every week. He's a big part of the game plan. Uh, they're not scoring a lot of points, but he's racking up the fantasy points. Um, so if you're not somebody that has a locked-in tight end one, uh, Dulcich is a no-brainer, in my opinion. you got to have him. Hunter Henry. Uh, tied in for the New England Patriots, 32nd in FPA as Arizona's defense across the board is pretty bad uh, for all positions. 26% of the leagues he's rostered in. I have no idea what happened to Hunter Henry this year, but that's a good chance he gets a tight, gets a, a, a touchdown, some yards, and he's like a top five fantasy play. So 26% of the leagues he's rostered in, 32nd in FPA as Arizona. It's kind of like a play of the week for any position players. Finally. We end off with our defense. If you're looking at getting a defense because somebody's on the bye this week, I'd take a look at Tennessee. They're going against Jacksonville. They're rostering 44% of leagues. Although Jacksonville's been better on offense. And, um, well, the uh, Vegas Raiders. Okay, I didn't even know this, but they're playing the L.A. Rams, rostering 11% of leagues. They're not a good defense, but uh, I don't know who's going to start for the Rams. It could be Baker Mayfield, and if that's the case, then, oh, it does say he's going to start for L.A. Oh, my God, on Thursday night on a short week. <laughs> oh man well uh, there you go we can do yeah. the thursday night game this week because we're recording this on wednesday so right fyi right. <laughs> but yeah um not that i really want to talk about it but it is what it is so that's the gravy buddy taking it off the stove putting it on the dining room table take out your tarot cards trevor it's time <laughs> to predict some games you know, flip them over your future might look bad if you are the new york jets Taking on the Buffalo Bills this week. Buffalo is a nine and a half point favorite, over under 44 for the game. Mike White thought he could re- have a resurgence for this New York Jets offense. Um, turns out it was just for Garrett Wilson. The rest of it, still pretty porous. Going against yeah. Buffalo at home. So, Woof. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson is showing himself to be, uh, you know, noteworthy, dare I say, special. Um, yeah, th- this this is a really important matchup here late in the season. Um, the Bills trying to trying to look like the team everybody thought they were through most of the season, um, and they are playing good football again. Um, but the Jets, man, the Jets are they're I, I saw it last week against the Vikings. The Jets are a team that believe in themselves and they do not give up. Um, Buffalo's favored nine and a half in this game. I have to take the Jets to cover. Um, end of the day, I'm taking the Bills to win uh, in Buffalo in December. But uh, the Jets, they're just they're just too good to be, uh, you know, to lose by double digits. So even if it's just a nine point win, that's that's the Jets covering the spread. Um, so I got to take the Jets to cover this week. Um, over under forty four. I am going to take the over on that. Uh, I know it's going to be cold winter football, outdoor stadium, but uh, I, I think both of these offenses, you know, you've got Josh Allen on one side, 
the Jets are loaded with weapons on the other. And even though they didn't win a game that arguably they should have won last week, Mike White had 350, mm-hmm. over 350 yards through the air last week. Um, they struggled in the red zone. Sometimes that's an easy one to figure out. Sometimes it isn't. Just ask the Broncos. Um, but I think that this is going to be a better game than the nine and a half point spread suggests it will be. So uh, I would, uh, I would even consider Mike White a uh, an option at uh, at quarterback right now. He's. I, I don't think that they're going to win this game, but I do think they're going to move the ball. Um, the Bills have a good defense. The Jets have a good defense. But uh, but I like a lot of scoring in this one. Uh, but the Bills will win at the end. <clears throat> uh, New York has one of the stingiest red zone not defenses in the league. They only allowed 33 touchdowns. Is that right? Is that the percentage? I can't really tell. It says red zone touchdown. I don't know if that's percentage. I mean, I guess that's percentage, not 33 touchdowns. Uh, maybe. I, I don't think that's correct, though. But nonetheless, 33% of drives end up in a red zone touchdown. One of the lowest percentages in the league. And both teams are middle of the road for FPA for running back. So I already mentioned James Cook at the top of the hour. And Zonovan Knight, wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a running game, especially it's going to be 31 degrees, a little chilly in Buffalo. There's going to be a lot of tables broken early, buddy. They, those early <laughs> games are ruckus in Buffalo. So moving on. Oh, boy, there's some bad ones here. Let's skip a couple of these. Minnesota at Detroit, a two-and-a-half-point favorite to Detroit. The no respect, man, no respect <laughs> for the Minnesota Vikings over under 51-and-a-half. Detroit's played better, but... You know, Minnesota has a chance to wrap up the division, a chance to maybe lock in a second seed in the NFC. And here they are getting no respect from Vegas. It's all those right. fat, you know, mafia people in Detroit pushing <laughs> that line, man. I tell you. So the, the Lions are playing really good football right now. Uh, the Vikings have, have gotten back to their, uh, you know, last-minute hold-on-to-the-victory type of, type of style of play. They're, they're two games removed from that embarrassing loss to the to the Cowboys um our listeners have heard me say over and over (laughs) if it's if it's less than a three-point spread it's essentially a push so I'm trying not to feel disrespected that the Lions are favored by two and a half in their own house playing the way that they've been playing and they I mean they the Vikings every every one of their victories except for the the week one victory over the Packers have been decided by a single score, eight points or less. And that includes playing the Lions in Minneapolis. So uh, a rematch uh, on the road in Detroit. I, I get why why some people, you know, the, the Vikings, they're going to have to take the Lions very seriously if they want to sweep them. Um, but, uh, but sweep them, they will. Mark my words. Um, I, I like the, the high over-under. I think uh, both of these teams are pretty offense-heavy. Um, but at the end of the day, I do give an edge to, uh, to some of the seniority, uh, the, all the veteran experience in the uh, Vikings secondary with Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith and, and their ability to just make a play when a play is needed on defense. Uh, so I like, uh, I like Vikings to upset the Detroit Lions this week, uh, and I'm taking the over. Wow. <clears throat> um. Not say anything about Detroit's defense. We all know it's bad. Minnesota's offense. We all know it's good. Just we'll see who we get. We'll see which Kirk Cousins we get on Sunday. That's right. Um, that's the only caveat here. Uh, although Detroit's played really well. What they won forty three ten last week. Who they they played Jacksonville last week. Oh my lord. 
That's why. Godly, I forgot about that game. Trevor Lawrence only got me 16 points, and Travis Etienne. Anyway, um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's it's a yeah. They're both pretty loaded. Detroit just might have more depth. Um, it's going to be an offensive game, 51 and a half. I think it's there's there's no way easy way of saying this other than you just start a bunch of people on the on either side fantasy wise. So. Moving on, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. A seven-point favorite to Philly over under 45. I, don't, I think we both feel that, well, I mean, New York, I don't know how they'll hang with Philly, man. And Philly just got back uh, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia, their number one pick. Oh, man. This past year. With, yeah. with Jordan Davis healthy, you're talking about one of the most stacked interior defensive lines ever between him, Lindell Literally. Joseph, and Dominican Sue. Uh, the Brandon rotation, Graham. yeah, the rotations, yeah. yeah, Brandon Grant, exactly. Fletcher the, Cox. The, yeah. Oh, man, just just so many uh, Pro Bowl caliber uh, interior defensive linemen. Um, it, it, I, it just, it, it matches up so well with, uh, as, as well as the rest of their defense, with what the Giants can do. Because um, you, you want to stop the Giants from scoring, it starts with stopping... Saquon Barkley from running, and uh, they're going to have to move him around the corner, around the edge to get any kind of yards. Um, I don't see him reaching the second level if they run between the tackles. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think this is going to be a, a divisional slugfest. But I I would expect the Eagles to really pull away uh, in the second half. Um, there's just just too mismatched personnel wise. Um, Philadelphia is favored by seven. Mm-hmm. I I got to take Philadelphia to beat the spread. Um, the Giants have had a great year. They've done a lot of things really well. Uh, the head coach, hats off to him. He's done an amazing job. But uh, but this is December football. The Eagles are eleven and one, five and zero away. Um, the Giants just had a real dare I say, ugly tie with their last division opponent. And uh, I think I think this is the week that the wheels come off. Um, nobody expected the Giants to have seven wins at this point in the season um, to be as competitive as they have been. It's, it's, it's been, you know, the, the AFC East, the NFC East, they've been two of the most surprising, interesting, fun-to-watch divisions this year. Uh, but I think here before the end of the season, uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys, they really pull away as the uh, the better teams in that division. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles to win, taking the Eagles to beat the spread, and I'm going to take the over here on the 45 as well. Eagles coming off a couple games, man. Run defense looked really good, and it would be hard for me to believe that Saquon Barkley is going to have a better game against Philadelphia than Derrick Henry did, and Derrick Henry didn't have a good game. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. AJ A.J. Brown played fantastic last week. I, I don't see any reason why Philadelphia wouldn't be heavily favored here, especially on the fantasy front. Um, you know, New York's pretty overrated in a lot of categories, considering their FBA is low in some of these, but looking at the opponents, it doesn't surprise me. So, um, yeah, it's a Philadelphia domination, potentially, in offense. But maybe they play each other closer, division rivals. We'll see. But um, speaking of division rivals, this game is always one of my favorites every year. The one it, Whenever it's in Pittsburgh at the end of the season, I like it a lot. Uh, it always ends up kind of lining up here and look out below, man. But Pittsburgh's sort of back in playoff contention with a couple wins in a row. It's Baltimore at Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Over under 37. Pittsburgh is, whoa, wait a minute. Let me repeat that. Over under 37. <laughs> Pittsburgh, two and a half point favorite. Um, neither offense looks good. I don't know if that matters. Tyler Huntley's going to play. And this could get Pittsburgh back rolling, man. Back up to six and seven. Maybe yeah, this possible this... wild card. I, I I have real trouble making up my mind in this matchup. I, I'm being pulled a, a few different ways. Um, you know, the the Ravens on one hand almost went down to the Broncos, um, almost, and I I <laughs> there's very few teams that I can't say are you know better than the Broncos. The Ravens aren't playing the Texans; they're playing the Steelers. The Steelers, you know, the Steelers are better than the Broncos. Um, the on the other hand, putting Tyler Huntley in, having him start this week, he'll be practicing with the with the starters all week and taking first team, you know, first team reps, all that stuff. The Ravens could be a very different offense uh, under Huntley. I, I know he's not going to be a better quarterback. Than, uh, than um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Thank you. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, but yeah, the this uh, yeah. End of the day, I I have to take the Steelers. I know they're favored, but it still feels like an upset, you know, with with what we expected out of these two teams this year. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the Steelers win at home here. Two and a half point spread. I got to take them to beat the spread. And the Steelers, one week closer to finishing above 500. Um, we'll see if they can do it. But, man, the Ravens, what a, what a heartbreak to, to, to lose Lamar Jackson when they lose him. Um, missing the playoffs last year when they feel they should have been there. And now, I mean, if, if the Ravens win this week, it's a whole other ball game. But right now, it's looking like they're trending towards missing the playoffs again. Um, yeah, I got to take the Steelers this week. They were eight and four last year too. Yeah, um, before and they then, went and eight and nine. Yeah, the uh, so. the over under being thirty seven, and what I've seen from both these teams lately, I'm gonna take the under here. I think it's a low scoring game. And uh, I just I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to put up a lot of points against the Steelers' defense. I, I don't have anything to say. I mean, you just start both defenses. <laughs> right, so, absolutely. Start to, them both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to move on to another game where maybe you start both defenses, and it's actually fairly similar. Tampa Bay at the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco, three-and-a-half-point favorite, over under 37. Brock, god dang, he's purdy. Playing... Ah. Playing quarterback last week, you know, played with some swag, man. Threw a couple touchdowns, one against the Christian McCaffrey that was really nice. It was in the flat, easy throw, but still slang it and under a lot of pressure on the goal line. It's a hard throw to make for a lot of quarterbacks, and he got it. Um, he was highly touted coming out of college when uh, he was Mr. Relevant. I mean, you know, Jimmy G. Uh, I, um, and then there's Brady back home in Pasadena where he grew up. It's it's a it's a tough one to pick. No, really it's and it's uh it's a really interesting narrative here with uh Purdy being the last pick in the draft this year. So a rookie 
uh, Mr. Irrelevant, as they say. Um, and uh, he was not born yet when Tom Brady was drafted. Um, woof. Woof, that's right. Um, so, and, and Tom Brady being uh, the best to ever do it, um, it's, it's quite the juxtaposition here at, at the quarterback position. Um, but uh, all things being considered, you know, we talk a lot about teams that are plagued with injury, teams that are getting healthy at the right time. The truth is the, the way the 49ers are built, the way they play their game, injury at quarterback might be the easiest one for this roster to absorb. Um, they just need somebody to make quick, short, easy passes to put it in the hands of really good playmakers. Um, the defense is playing its best football right now. Uh, I'm not sure if they're completely healthy on defense, but they've got a lot of their starters back, including Bosa, who is just a game wrecker, especially against opponents that can't run the ball. Um, so I got to take the 49ers in this one. I, I don't think this is as difficult a one to pick as, as, as you say. Um, San Francisco is favored by three and a half. I'm going to take them to beat that spread. Um, yeah, I think this is a pretty, you know, I, I'm not going to, uh, another 37 point over under, I'm going to take the over because, because it is Tom Brady. And I do think he'll find a way to push a touchdown to Chris Godwin or, or somebody else on the roster. But, um, ultimately I think the 49ers, uh, win this by a touchdown or more at the end of four quarters. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good analysis. Um, honestly, we what we saw with the power of Tom Brady on Monday night, what he can do. Uh, <laughs> poor Saints, they just never catch a break, do they? You know? <laughs> um, and it wouldn't surprise me. Did you say? I'm sorry, I missed the end of this. Did you say it's possible that Tom Brady does the same thing? Or no, I I, I think it's very it. I think it's very likely that Tom Brady uh, finds the end zone once, maybe twice. Right. Uh, I don't right. think he's going to be able to overcome what the 49ers are going to be able the to defense. do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to put their offense in a lot of short fields, uh, forcing three and outs, maybe even getting some turnovers. I, I, I really do expect them to, uh, to, to sack Tom Brady a few times. Um, mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, that's just okay. the way I see this game going. Um, so uh, I think it's going to be a pretty lopsided game, and the only reason that I would have the Buccaneers finding the end zone once or twice is because of Tom Brady being Tom Brady. Oh, I see. Okay, fair enough. Well, there's not much more I can say. I don't think it's really a fantasy relevant game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored, to be fair. And uh, I don't know what's going on with Tampa Bay this year. They just looked out of sync. Although I like that kid, Richard White. He kind of is kind of like James White to some degree, but... So it's a it's a weird. They're both weird teams because you don't really know what's going to happen with San Francisco moving forward. And Tampa's just looked out of sync for so long. You're not really sure if we know who they are, you know. And it's like midway December. <laughs> That's kind of concerning, you know. Mm. But moving on to Sunday Night Football, the Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. The line is three over under fifty one and a half. Boy, I didn't have no idea this game was on the radar. This seems like a really fun game offensively. Uh, although Miami got punked last week against San Francisco, and I don't think the Chargers have quite the defense they do. But you know, 
Justin Herbert, it could be fun. Justin <laughs> Herbert, Tua. That's right. No, so I think uh, it's be an interesting game. I think last week was definitely a wake-up call for uh, for the Dolphins and, and some of the things that they don't do as well as they should. Um, yeah, they, they have a really great downfield passing attack. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're one of the best teams at these long balls. Um, and, and a lot of that is, is who they're throwing to. But it still it still takes time for those guys to get down the field and – the 49ers were too quick to get to Tua. Um, the Chargers are not on the same level as the 49ers, but they do have the other Bosa brother. And if the Dolphins don't make some real adjustments and and work, you know, a little more diversity into their game, not not that they don't don't have a lot of diversity, but uh, yeah, they they need to be careful here. I I do think that they'll win this road matchup. Um, and it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's more important than last week. This is a, a conference game instead of a, a an interconference game. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Miami here. I, I understand why they're not huge favorites. Um, cause I think the chargers are going to stay in this game. Uh, I don't like the over under. I think the over under is a little high here. I'm going to take the under on this one. Um, yeah, the chargers. I, th- I think I think you're going to see both of these offenses struggle with the opposing defenses a little more than expected. Um, but at the end of the day, I do like the Dolphins to win. Uh, Three-point spread. And I'm tempted to take a push here, but I'm going to take the Dolphins to beat the spread. I think they can win by, by four points, maybe more. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, they got to find a way to, to really protect Tua. Um, I'm not so much worried. I mean, the Dolphins' defense is a lot like the Vikings' defense. They they really show up big in the big moments. Uh, but other than that, they give up a lot. Um, I, I think that they'll have a similar performance against the Chargers. And the Chargers, they've really struggled. Um, I want to say that the Chargers get one or both of their, their best receivers back this week. Um, do you know if... Um, uh, Keenan Allen played last week, so it'd be Mike. Keenan Williams. Allen did play oh, last but I, week. Okay, yeah, but I so, believe you're right. So back at full strength, you know the Chargers' offense will be a little more prolific than we're used to, and sitting at six and six, uh, they still have a lot to play for. But uh, ultimately, this game might come down to who has the. I've, I've just got so much more confidence in the Dolphins' coach than I do the Chargers' coach. Um, so yeah, I got to take the Dolphins to win this one. Mike McDaniel versus what's it, what is his name? Ah, God, is he that irrelevant in L.A. The coach there, he's just yeah, such a knucklehead. I, I can what picture him. Name? He's a def, he's a defensive coach. Um, yeah, and I just I don't. I mean, when you're a defensive coach, Staley, Staley, Staley. Uh, yeah. When you're a defensive coach, a and the defense isn't playing great. It's just hard to overcome, a, you know, because Mike Williams, sorry, who's the Dolphins Daniel. head coach? Mike, Mike Daniel. McDaniel. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He's he's a little whiz kid there on the sidelines. Um, and he's got, a, he's got a great attitude. The players love him. But, uh, you know, he's just, he's going to throw more at the Chargers than they can handle. Totally. 
Um, and, you know, neither defense is good. So that's good for fantasy people. <laughs> Although I heard Jalen Waddle might be out. He got hurt uh, ankle or foot or something like oh, that. Oh, really? He's out I had last not, game. I had not heard yep. that. So Jalen Waddle got hurt. Jalen um, Waddle, he might be might be walking a little funny. <laughs> might be waddling. <laughs> might you know be waddling. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, may not be playing, though, to be serious about it for a second. And, no, it, uh, that is too bad because he is one of my favorite players to watch. Um, him and Tyreek Hill both just exceptional speed, uh, amazing routes, and uh, and of course Jalen has my favorite touchdown dance. So uh, it, it is a shame anytime he's not able to play. And um, yeah, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is also hurt. So Miami taking a little little plunge there with some injuries, but uh, I don't think it will keep him out of contention, keeping up with uh, the Chargers. So. Monday night football a game I'm not going to, although I should. It's in uh, it's in Glendale. It's the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. It's a one and a half point favorite to New England, over under forty four and a half. Uh, you know, if you had to ask me straight up, you know, New England Homer, I think this game's a little closer than even the line is is de- depicting because if you've watched New England against any running quarterback capable of running around the pocket or doing the RPO or anything just nuanced, uh, you would know that Bill Belichick really struggles with putting together defense against them, and now here they are with Kyler Murray, who's healthy, coming off a bye. Seems like a seems like just a really, really poor scenario for New England, considering they've lost two in a row, and they've looked fairly bad at the end of both those losses, especially Buffalo. <laughs> now we're playing Arizona. Uh, so, uh, you know, this this is another go. one that uh, I'm going to go straight to it this time. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury against the greatest coach in the history of the game. Uh, so it's it's just, you know, the Cardinals' offense is uh, nearly 100% healthy for the first time in two months. Uh, but uh, it's just not quite the right. I mean, th- this is so typical of the Cardinals that I know. Uh, they've got no shot at the postseason, next to no shot. They're not mathematically eliminated yet, but uh, they're not going to the playoffs. Um, but here at the end of the end of the season, they could spoil it for a lot of teams that have a chance. Um, but I don't think that this is the week for that. I think that's yet to come. I do like the Patriots to win this one in a close one. Um, you know, you, you've said Belichick struggles against these mobile quarterbacks. Um, I just I think I think that the Patriots are going to give the Car- the Cardinals defense right now is uh, it's 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 hard to describe them without getting insultingly graphic. Uh they're just terrible. And I like the Patriots to control this game with their offense. I think they're going to soak up time of possession in this one. Um over under 44 and a half. I'm going to take the under here. I think the Patriots win in a real low-scoring game. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's a good good prediction. You said Patriots. I like to hear that. I already mentioned Mac Jones at the, at the top of the show. Didn't mention this, but Jacoby Myers will be out for this game. Big blow to the New England offense. He's a good slot receiver. Um, gets a lot of things going on offense. And without him, I don't know. Well, they have enough receiving depth between Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Nelson Aguilar, they should do something, but uh, their offense would suggest otherwise. 
Well, and God, you, I just wish they would get Matt Patricia out of there. Golly. You, uh, you mentioned Hunter Henry. Um, yeah. And, you know, all, uh, all of my Vikings fandom aside, uh, he had a huge game on Thanksgiving, and it would have been even bigger if not for a difficult, questionable uh, review of an almost touchdown. Um, God, it really looked like he had that touchdown to me. Um, you know, I'm not, not complaining about the way it went, but, uh, Hunter Henry, I think could factor in big in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Uh, I, I think that as well. So we're going to clean up some other games here quickly. We got the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals over under 47 Cincinnati six point favorite. Sean Watson, second game back. First game didn't look so good. Hadn't played in two years though. That's where I'll leave it on him and Joe Burrow, arguably the best, best player in the NFL right now. I mean, you, you're not going to get me to disagree. Uh, I've, I've had a few people ask me recently, um, and uh, they didn't get the answer they were looking for. Uh, J- Joe Burrow, if the season ended yesterday, he would be definitely 100%, no debate, my pick for NFL MVP. Um, I think he's amazing. I think the Bengals, uh, you know, even, even the people that speak well about him, I think they're underestimating this roster. Uh, I think they have a, a very complete defense that doesn't get a lot of respect um, because they play a lot of tough AFC opponents. Uh, I think, you know, the, the you know, Jamar Chase was out for four or five weeks. Uh, Mixon was out for three ish weeks. I don't I don't have this in front of me, but they didn't slow down at all their offensive production. Uh, they continue to beat really good AFC opponents. Um, I know they're eight and four. They're not. They're not undefeated, but uh, they're winning. They're playing their best football at the right time of the year. They're turning it on at the end of the season, just like they did last year. Um, I, I do think Deshaun Watson will have a better week this week, but I give them no chance to win. The Bengals are going to win this one. I take them to win. I take them to beat the spread. I'm taking the over on the forty-seven over/under. Um, Jamar Chase looked great last week. Uh, Joe Mixon still listed as questionable. Uh, if he gets the start, I, I don't think he'll. I think they'll do a pretty good balance between him and Samaj P. Ryan. But uh, if you've got Bengals players, you got to start them, and I, I take them to win. Yeah. Likewise, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it'll be kind of a slugfest, a little bit of point show, to be honest. I think Cleveland will come back a little bit, and um, yeah. Um, Joe Burrow, man, the coolest guy in the NFL. Jamar Chase is back. That's all you need to hear. So, Houston at, uh, oh my God, the Dallas Cowboys is 16 and a half point favorite. The largest line of the year, over under 45 and a half. I don't think you need to say much about this. It's got to be a Dallas win. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, if, if you're betting, Texas. if you're betting the spread, You've got to take the Texans to cover the spread. You can't take them to win. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to win. Uh, nobody will be real surprised if the Cowboys win by 20 points. But we're betting here. So you're going to take the Texans to cover because uh, that, that spread is just it's just huge. Um, so I'll take the Texans to cover, Cowboys to win. Uh, 45 over under. I'm going to take the over. Um, gosh, we saw the Cowboys put up well, how many points last week? 50 three yeah 54 it was it was it was absurd 
Um, I don't know if they'll do that again. A lot of that was to do with back-to-back interceptions. Um, you know, it was, it, so many of those Cowboys points came in the fourth quarter last week. But, uh, but yeah, I do take them to win big here. Um, yeah, what more can you say? Texans to cover, Dallas to win, taking the over. Jacksonville at the Tennessee Titans. Four-point favorite Tennessee, over under 41. Tennessee is an arguably the worst division of all time, and they're not even a very good team. But here they are at 7-5. and five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what can you say? So Jacksonville doesn't have a good defense. They proved it last week, and I don't know what happened to their offense, but just sputtered against Detroit. Yeah. Just sputtered. Th- I think I think there's going to be more points in this game than they expect. The Jaguars are still pretty dangerous on offense. Um, but, uh, but they're not going to be able to slow down the Titans at all with their defense. So I do like the Titans to win this week. I'll take the Titans to beat the four point spread, but, uh, the 41 over under seems low to me. I'm definitely taking the over there. Keep an eye out for Traylon Burks. He's also a free agent in many leagues. Um, getting better by as the season goes on. So good possession receiver against a team like Jacksonville. I can't cover I like to see him play pretty well and maybe catch on as the season goes on. Kansas City Chiefs, oh, my Lord, at the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Kansas City's nine-half-point favorite. I don't mean to laugh. I'm just trying to think how this line's not more, considering it's an over-under 44. The line's nine-and-a-half, and Denver hasn't scored more than 10 points in, like, 13 weeks. Yeah, yeah, that so math, that math no doesn't idea. add up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how this one works, because you got to figure Casey's – I mean, they're not going to put up – Ton of points, but Denver's not going to put up more than ten. Then you got to figure Casey's going to put up thirty-four. But Denver's got a good defense. Yeah, try to try to explain this. this, now, it, this line it doesn't. It doesn't fit. It, it doesn't fit. And basically, it comes down to betting the under. Um, the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs are going to win this game. I think the Chiefs beat the spread. Uh, but you know, the Broncos' defense is good. Okay, it's really good. Um, yeah. So I uh, I got to take the Chiefs to beat the spread, Chiefs to win. I got to take the under on the forty four points because uh, I just don't Bizarre. see the I don't see the Chiefs putting up you know five touchdowns against this Broncos defense. They're just too good. Just a bizarre line. Yeah, it's a hard one to figure out. Um, I mean, it's I don't know if it's because it's at Denver. I don't know if there's anything to do with it. Possibly. I I. I mean, they're two and three at home. I I don't think they've beaten anybody good at home. Well, and three it's, and nine. I, that t- that offense is terrible. You know terrible. the 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 Denver fans. They need to. Uh, I don't know. Find a find a good movie in the theaters or something. <laughs> look look away because yeah, yeah, it's you know the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos in thirteen straight matchups, and it's about to be fourteen. Good God. It's just just yeah. ugly. Yeah. That's that's a stat for you. Um, this is another line that confuses me. So Okay, so Carolina at Seattle. The line is 3.5 Seattle. Uh, first off, what? Considering Carolina's 0-5 on the road, over under 44. Another team that doesn't score more than like 15 points. So is, since, is Seattle going to put up 20, 25? Uh, yeah, it's a weird line. It's weird over under. It's... It's a hard, it's a hard one for me to figure out, guy. Okay. You know, and Ken Walker's hurt for Seattle. I don't know if that's the reason. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's 
It's yeah, that's a head scratcher. Again, I'm going to take right? the under on this one. I don't think this one goes above 44 points. Um, I mean, maybe it's not obvious, but I am going to take the Seahawks to win. They're they're they've always been dangerous at home. Um, minus the Russ these days. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the Panthers are just you know they're they're an eight and four sorry a four and eight team, and zero oh and five on the road. Uh, so this is an easy one to pick. Seattle to win, three and a half points favorites. I'm going to take Seattle to to beat the spread, uh, and I'm taking the under. Yeah, it's a weird week for bets. I, I'm not sure where they got some of these. Even like Tampa, San Francisco. I, yeah, not to reflect on all of them micromanage what Vegas is doing. Obviously, they're doing it longer than I've been alive, but just a weird, just a weird week for bets. Weird week. That the math doesn't add up on some of these. Anyway. Well, sir, that no, is no, week no, fourteen. No, no, we'll bring it, bring it back to Thursday night. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We don't usually no, get a chance to talk about Thursday we, night. We don't usually That's get my to. My apologies. Uh, but we are recording on a Wednesday night. I have a conflict tomorrow, but we happen to be recording once again on a on a loyal listener's birthday. So shout out to my older sister. Love her to death. Uh, she turns forty years old today. She's gonna hate me for saying it. Uh, but happy birthday, Natasha. Uh, thanks for listening. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, but anyways, back to the podcast. Uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, Raiders favored by six and a half points. Yeah, the, the Baker Mayfield coming in, learning the learning the Rams offense in a couple of days. Um, yeah, he's going to start. How crazy is yeah, that? Yeah, it's just wow. nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um Got to take the Raiders to win this one. They've got the better record. Um, two and five away. The Rams are two and five at home. Um, but I, the, the Raiders have just, they've been, they've been losing games that they could win. You know, they, they could easily be eight and four right now. Uh, they're not. But uh, I like them to win this game. I like them this week. Um, the Rams defense doesn't look at all like it did last year. They're still decent, um, so I am I am going to take the under on the forty three and a half. But I like the Raiders to win, and I just barely like them to beat the six and a half point spread. I think this is a Raiders Raiders by a touchdown type of game. Yeah, they've been playing competitively regardless of how the offense or defense is played for the Rams. And look, you know, I mean, Vegas. There's no two players hotter than Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams in the league right now. I mean, they're automatic starts in fantasy. They've just been winning. They're basically going to win you a league. Possibly. They very well possibly could win you your league if you have either of them on your team. Josh Jacobs is like three games in a row. He has 25 points. Devontae Adams scored like four or five touchdowns last three games. Incredible. Um, And extremely clutch. What can you say, man? Thursday Night Football Raiders, right? Just win, well, baby. and the Raiders, you know, they had such high expectations this year. They're sitting at five and seven. They're not eliminated from the playoffs yet. Um, they could spoil it for a lot of people if they get on a run right here. And this is the kind of matchup that that helps helps the team get on track. Uh, sorry, LA, but uh, yeah, I like the Raiders to win convincingly this week. No question. Well, now we are officially done with week 14. <laughs> no, thank you, Trevor, for reading, reeling me back in. And folks, <laughs> if you're trying to reel 
<laughs> if you're trying to reel your family members in, if you're trying to get some fantasy football information spread, or if you have some friends you want to give the gift of, fan- of football in general for Christmas, this would be the perfect time to do it. And listen, this isn't really a this isn't a cry for help of more listeners or subscribers or viewers. It's simply a um, well, let's call it a public service announcement of more football information just being spread out there to the masses. And with two guys who really know what they're doing, who are a little chubby and both have beards. What better podcast is there out there and less stereotypical of podcast hosts than football in general? It's uh, Look, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a niche market. There are hardly any football fans out there. And we know the only ones that are listening to this podcast are the only one that does exist. That's why you spread it out, right? You give it to more people. You wrap, a, you wrap your phone underneath the Christmas tree. You, you play 69 episodes. That's right. I said 69 the number, nice, right? 69 episodes, back-to-back. Back. It'll last for the next three or four weeks. It'll be under the tree. I wonder what it, what it's about. You don't need to play, you know, Starry Nights or, um, <laughs> you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> or, um, you know, Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, listen, the first, time, Christmas. the first time you hear the little drummer boy cue up, you nip that right in the butt and you put on. I tell you. Uh, you know, football in general. <laughs> right, right. It's This is the anthem of Christmas now. You no longer need to put on, um, you know, all I, need, all I need for Christmas is you. No, all you need for Christmas is, I'll tell you, three letters, F-I-G. That's it. That's all I need for Christmas. So, in the, in the spirit of Christmas, I'll tell you what, Santa will leave you the best present underneath your door, which is episode 69 coming in early. This year, yeah, nice. is the best Christmas present you could possibly get, right? It's early and it's 69. Do I need to say any more jokes or any more innuendos <laughs> nice. about this number? <laughs> Anywho, until next week, we'll be back with week 15. It'll be loaded. Be a lot of betting stuff. It's going to be every single team on the docket the next three weeks. going to be incredible. Until then, drum roll, please, little drummer boy. We're out. <laughs>